Welcome to the Inspired Purpose Podcast. We rise by lifting others. A place to learn, share, and grow with me, Penelope Jones, a certified holistic nutritionist. Me, Tara LaPera, an expert self-love and success coach. And me, Amy Brockley, a competitive Olympic weightlifter, gym owner, and daily habits coach. This is a place to hear stories of faith, breakthroughs, love, and positivity. Where women can come and share their stories to inspire us all. Okay, today, guys, we have joining us Janine Bruno of Homemade by Bruno. Uh, We are really excited to learn all about everything she's got going on and um, learn about how she makes yummy food. But first, let's get caught up. What do we have going on, ladies? I've been locked in my office all day. I have been recording video for my new website. I've been writing content for my gut love program. Um, I'm just deep in the thick of it building up to an end of August rebrand launch. So I'm excited. That is exciting. I can't believe it's August, you guys. Like, seriously. Uh, Insane. Totally insane. Yeah. Yeah. This this year, man. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lots of lessons. Lots of lessons. Let's just say we're more than halfway through it. And 2021 is on the horizon. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) What do you have going on, Tara? Oh, right. To be honest, not a damn thing. I ain't that's yes. amazing. I don't think no, I've I don't think it is. I mean, it is exactly right. But here's the thing: like, yes, I'm grateful for it because I feel like, you know, with the move and everything coming, I felt like we were such on like high pace, and I was having really bad anxiety. Like, guys, I'm not kidding you. It was very bad. And then, not sure if I shared in any of the other episodes, but I did go on like a medication to kind of help me. I had every side effect from it. And then I just got off and I'm like, I have got to reset my life. I have just got to do it. And I just kind of sat back and was like, shit, I'm just going to sit here and just allow life to kind of flow, see who I can see, bring family, friends, you know, here and there a little bit because my life is about to change completely in 25, 26 days. Yes, and Tara. I just had to sit still in it, you know, and um, that's it. And I know that there are things that I have to start chipping away at, and I'm definitely going to. I have it all written out, but I feel like I just really need to focus on the last few days here, seeing who I can see, and then really, I mean, there's still a lot of packing that we have to do. So I am just um, enjoying it for the second. Playing in the rain. Yeah. Yes. Playing yeah. in the rain yesterday with the kids. <laughs> Although I had to wear a big umbrella because not everybody could see me right now, but I finally went back a year later and got my eyebrows re-microbladed and filled in so you can't get them wet. So they're like Uh, over right now. Um, So I have to keep them, I have to keep those babies safe. So I don't even have an umbrella. They broke. You won't believe what I was outside with yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) A shop right bag? No, you know. Okay. Well, then it wasn't that that bad, Tara. (laughs) (laughs) The big ass umbrellas that you put in the sand at the beach. Oh my God. Okay. You put it in another stick to be like, that big thing was over my head. Yesterday. How did you not blow away? I actually was. It was okay. Before. I was gonna say, you, little Tara. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> it was comical. It was, I yeah. should have a picture of myself, and I didn't. But cool. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, Amy, what's happening in your world? You know, just chugging along. You know, really trying to rewrite the script of being a small business owner during a pandemic in New Jersey. So, you know, it's, it's, I was talking to someone today and I'm like, you know, where's the book? 
Cause man, there are some decisions. Like I've been a leader, like a lot of my life and I love that role. And this is the toughest challenge I think I'm ever going to face. If I'm being told I've faced some challenges and you know, having to have the tough conversations with people and having to really keep things in line. You know, I've really noticed how people miss people. Um, even people that say they don't like people, they are coming around, they want to hang out. I know it's, it's really an interesting psyche that's kind of coming out of this. Like I want to be around people. Um, but I have to hold tight to the rules and as much as I don't want to be like that, I don't lead like that. So it's really challenging for me. I don't lead as a dictator. I lead as somebody like by my actions. And um, I don't like um, telling people like adults, hey, listen, we really got to follow these rules or we're going to close. So yeah. it's it's yeah, been challenging, but awesome at the same time. This morning was um, a lot of logistics and, you know, I'm so thankful for everyone that has come back and I love it. You know, it's just, it's definitely interesting and challenging, you know, and to keep people safe. And it's just, it, there's a more burden than just teaching people how to weightlift. Yes, definitely. I'm seeing that in the salon. For yeah. Sure. You know, I'm still there three days a week and, you know, I just see the weight of the world on my boss's shoulders and what I have to do to keep clients safe and protocols I have to follow as well. It's like, but I'm a hugger and every client that walks through the door, I'm like, Hey, Oh, that's right. Come on back. We can't hug, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and we're not meant to live that way. We're meant to live around people and, you know, be together. So it's, it's very challenging, especially when if your environment, you know, you have your business on the line, Amy. You have yeah. to follow the rules and the protocols. Yeah. You have to make sure your people are doing it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. And, and that's just the, you know, yeah. It's, you know, like there was a PR in the gym today and we were all like, you know, we all wanted to, you know, hug yes. and be excited, but like, it's like, oh, yay, from back here, you know? So, <laughs> but you know, it, it's all good. The energy's been amazing. So I do think people value the in-person instruction way more than they did a year ago. So that's the benefit Definitely. that yeah. I know I do <laughs> for sure. I'm just glad you're open. Me too. Me too. It's been, it's been really good. Um, so yeah, it's good to be back. Let me tell you that. <laughs> All right, Tara. All right. Wanna... Yes. So I have the pleasure of introducing Janine. Janine and I, oh gosh, we met, I don't know, what is it? Two years ago, I think in Philadelphia, right? Was that almost two years ago? I think ago? it was longer than that. Was it really? Maybe. Might yeah. Have been. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? I think it was a little, maybe three years. I'll have to look back and then. But anyway, okay. we met at a convention in Philadelphia, right? It was a, the convention center in Philadelphia. Small business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, small business. I was actually there for my company, Isogenics, but personally, I was like walking around being nosy, looking at different, if I wanted to be in it the following year. And I go to this little couch area and you're sitting there and we just start conversating and we're talking. And I think we talked a little bit about isogenics because you, you also said that you have done it before, but it was just our chemistry. I think of like telling ourselves about our lives and our stories and where we were and where we wanted to see ourselves. Right. And for just meeting you, I feel like we poured our hearts onto each other and we're just like, well, let's connect. And it was in such like short little time we connected, we followed each other, and I've seen you just blossom, girlfriend. Like, <laughs> just you. blossom. So I will shed a little love on you, 
Um, you are an Italian American pastaia. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. That means Italian chef. Um, and you love, you know, combining family and food and recipes, and it's just become your passion. I know you have shared other things with me, um, but I'm excited for you to share that with everybody in our audience of how did you get to do, you know, your business in, you know, homemade Bruno? How did that yeah. come about? And, you know, where, where are you, where have you come from to today? So it's a, it's an interesting story and I tend to overshare. So no, we like that here. <laughs> yeah. like Our audience likes like that girl. too. Yeah. I'll just start from this, the top. I was um, 30 years old and I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I'll, mm. I'll shorten that, but oh it God. was completely life-changing. And it was one of those things where like, you know, you start to see um, what's important in life as cliche as that is. And during it, I was like full adrenaline, like flight or fight mode. And I was like totally just like, you know, powering through and, um, you know, they offer free therapy when you're going through this, when you, I was going through Penn. And I remember being like, what is my life going to look like after this? Like, I don't know how I would go back to doing what I did um, you know, working for someone else's dream. And like, that was something that always kind of weighed on me. Like I always wanted to do something, um, empowering people, helping people, sharing some type of passion with people. And, uh, you know, pasta was never really my thing. I wasn't like, you know, miss homemaker, like since I was a little girl, like I'm definitely more like entrepreneur alpha woman. Um, but there's like this, this shade of gray area where I would say I like kind of fall into because I'm, I'm both. But when I was going through everything, I just started to like see like how my life was going to play out. Like, obviously you don't know, but I was like, if I'm going to get through this, which I'm a hundred percent going to get through this, I want to like live with purpose really is how I would say. So I had a, a boyfriend at the time. We were together for like five years. We lived together for four of those years. And it was one of those things where like, we never really took that next step to, you know, obviously getting engaged and getting married, but it was always a topic of conversation. And I knew going through it that this was either going to like propel us to the next level or completely destroy us. And, you know, without getting into too much detail, um, it ended us and, you know, he had left and I was completely devastated. And, you know, on top of all the trauma I had just been through, he went through everything with me and then was like, I don't love you anymore. So mm -hmm. of course, whether it was the case or not, I took that so personal <laughs> as anyone would. I'm like, gosh, you saw me go through like my absolute worst. And all the while he was seeing someone else. Like it was just brutal. Mm -hmm. Um, so that definitely shook up my ego and, you know, myself, I totally had PTSD from it, but I went back to work and I was like, I'm going to pour everything into, um, my job because that's all I, I have. Like besides my family and friends who were wonderful, like I had to find a new place to live. And it just like, I had to like restart at 31 now. And, um, I returned back to work a month later, I was laid off. And I was oh, wow. like, oh God, like uh, when it rains, it pours. Right. And it, I just felt again, they were like, it's not personal. It was so personal. Like <laughs> I had just went 
spent the last almost year going through breast cancer, multiple surgeries. This is a women's empowerment company. My job was to empower women. Um, the CEO had lost her mother to breast cancer. I was just appalled. I was so appalled. And that, that crushed me. It shattered me. And that was in 2017. It was January 5th. And I was like, happy friggin' new year. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> like 2020 to me is like nothing compared to what 2017 was. Yeah. And 2016 was where everything happened, but 2017 is where it all settled in. But also something beautiful happened. And in that depression and anxious state and lack of work, and I was like so broke, I didn't know what the hell to do. Um, and you know, unemployment only lasted so long. And normally I would have like picked up the pieces and like gone went like went out and got another job but i was just so like i don't know what the hell i want to do um but i don't know it was like this instinct that kicked in and pasta just became something that was like super soothing for me when i was healing like physically and mentally and i had this like strong desire to like you know have people over i, I like isolated but also like that was always like i wanted to be like entertaining so um I had written a business plan, I'm talking like years before, and I always had this idea of doing some type of like dinner party type of situation, but um, I just started like reworking that. And then my cousin came over from Sicily and we spent a lot of that time making pasta and I was hooked and he was like, you're, you're good at this. Like it just came so naturally. So it wasn't something I've done my whole life. I've definitely been around Italian culture and food. I have family in Sicily. I'm Italian American proudly, but I like to honor, you know, both sides of my Italian American heritage and my Italians in Italy that know nothing about America. Um, have never even been here except, you know, my one cousin who comes often. So, um, that just kind of spiraled and I would post these dishes I would make and people were like, teach me, teach me. And everything just kind of clicked. And I was like, I'm going to make this a business. Mm -hmm. So I started doing like for friends and family, these pasta classes and I would post them. And then it just sort of, you know, domino effects. Next thing you know, I'm like, my calendar is completely full. I had a full-time job um, that I hated, like despised. Like I couldn't wrap my head around. That's when I met you. So I was like, I had to, I was doing it because of course, you know, I had to work. I needed health benefits. I needed an income, but I was like, this is not what I'm going to be doing. I gave myself a two year max. And I said, I need to figure out how to start a business within the next two years so that I could leave this job. And I, it was like to the T two years. So, um, yeah, I started doing this for people. And then I think it was last fall. I was like last summer into the fall, I was so busy that like I was working seven days a week. I think in October, I didn't take a single day off. Oh, wow. And I was just like running myself into the ground. And I'm like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to leave my full-time job, which is frightening, <laughs> right? Terrifying. <laughs> That's um, how right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and it, I, my parents at the time, like, I mean, I live alone. I, I, I bought a house. I'm on my own, but of course I'm like, Italians were all very tight knit. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to leave my job. And they were like, what? You can't. Cause it's security, you know, it's, but, um, I actually 
I don't really even talk about this much. I was laid off. They cut, they did some like, you know, program changes and they laid me off. So my last day was January 31st and I got on a plane January 31st and flew to Italy and spent the month in Italy. Oh my um, gosh. My dad said, they made the decision for you. This is the best thing yep, that could have happened. Yep, I was going to say, yeah. And, and it was, and it was. And then with COVID, I mean, that, that the whole thing that I was doing would have probably, I don't know what's going on with it, but I don't think they're having events. Um, but it, I, I, you know, decided to kind of make up for all that money that I'd be missing. I was going to start a new part of my business and it would be traveled like food tours in Italy. So I would take clients because everyone was like, I want to go to Italy with you. I want to go to like, I want to do what you do because I like to do the off the beaten path things like the non touristy things. So I created itineraries and worked my ass off and spent a month traveling and meeting people and setting up all these tours. The first tour was supposed to be in May and then, you know, COVID happened. So that's like, it was like, God again was like, nope, we're not doing this. Um, But I think because of what I had gone through as stressful and crazy as this time has been, I almost am like, I'm cool. I'm good. I'll be fine. But secretly, like, I can't do events. I'm totally stuck. But like, I feel like, you know, with anything, it helped me, it made me kind of just direct my, put myself in a different direction. And, you know, I'm staying afloat. Yeah, it's, I was going to ask you how COVID has kind of changed, you know, how you're working your business right now. Um, Well, I started with, I think a lot of my clients were, were amazing and they wanted to make sure that I stayed in business and support me. So like, I started doing like meals for them, like family meals and, um, you know, individual meals. And it was a lot of work um, because I make everything by hand. I make pasta by hand. I'm rarely using like machines. The whole idea was to preserve the authenticity of like traditional Italian food. Like if you go to like pasta granny's Instagram, it's like the cutest grandmothers in Italy, like doing everything like with a rolling pin and with their hands and with little old tools. They're not like putting it in a machine and just standing there. So Uh that was really important to me to keep that going because it's very therapeutic and it's um, I think it's like a beautiful tradition. And I feel like not many people are doing that. And look, I don't expect people to be like, I'm going to make my family of five handmade pasta (laughs) every night, but I'm single and I'm by myself. So it was like, you know, I had that time and without working, I had that time to kind of like, you know, perfect that. But um, I just got off track. So I, I wanted to um, yeah. share something that you did. I saw on your page that during this time, during COVID, if I'm correct, you actually made pasta and brought it to UPenn, right? Or the hospital? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Share that story. So um, it was actually, I, I saw people doing it, but because, you know, with COVID and everything, I've been, I've been really like, especially in the beginning, like, I don't want to serve food. Like, was it food born? Like, I don't want to, I mean, I was healthy, but like, who knows? And everything kind of Uh freaked me out. And my friend who's a chef um, professionally was like, I want to, I want to give back. Like, I would love to make meals. Like, would you want to make some pasta? And I was like, absolutely. So it really came full circle. Um, She's a talented chef. She made this like beautiful porchetta and broccoli rabe. And I made pesto pasta and bolognese. Mm. 
And oh my God, I'm we were, starving now. I know, right? <laughs> we were trying to figure out how to deliver it and who to bring it to. It's like, you know, they were getting all this food and I contacted the nurse that was my nurse when I was in critical care. I had a double mastectomy. So when I was in critical care for, you know, whatever, a week or so, I had this girl who I knew actually from outside the hospital. And she was like, you know, I had this such a soft spot in my heart for her because she was there during that very horrible time. And I reached out and I was like, I would love to, for the, for who we dropped the food off to be the critical care team, because it's kind of full circle. So it was actually four years after my double mastectomy to the day I, we dropped the food off. Oh so gosh. it was like, I have like the chills thinking about it. I was I know, I'm like getting such a mess. <laughs> like it was such a feel good thing, but it was also like, I think with trauma, like I'm a thinker. I'm always, my mind's always going. And I feel like, you know, every year on certain anniversaries, the day I was diagnosed, the day I had my double mastectomy, like all that stuff, like subconsciously, like I get messed up over it. So this was like a very, very emotional, plus it's COVID. There was just so much going on. So to be able to do that was super, super amazing. Um, and healing yeah. yeah yeah and I, and i think it's true you you experience trauma to you know th- these are life altering life changing things so uh, you know emotion sure like that's very normal to feel that way and mm-hmm. and you know and i think it's awesome that that you did give back and um and i think one of the, part of the story that's really kind of going around in my mind and i see this quite a bit in what i do um is the fact that you had this talent that you might not have ever discovered like yeah I mean listen I I don't you know having to go through what you went through you know not obviously what we want but look at like you've discovered like how many people are walking around with these like beautiful unknown talents and never really figure it out and now you're just like you know you've created this amazing thing that is so unique and you know and you're good at it you know, so I think that's part of the story where, you know, yes, there was tons of heartache and, and, you know, you know, you never want someone to go through that, but on the flip side of it, discovering this, something you're natural at, because believe me, <laughs> you know, I, I just would never be able to pick up, you know, and do that, you know, Sometimes and that, that is trauma, we find uh, these beautiful things come out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the stories that we um, share here on the podcast, some of the stories in the books that we've been in and just talking to people every day, I always find that it's like these hard, difficult things when we're in them, we're like, why, why, why is this happening to me? Why am I in so much pain? Why is my whole world being torn apart? You know, but then when you get to the other side and you start to look back, you know, well, you can see some of the reasons why some things happen. I'm not talking about your cancer, but like a relationship that ended in, in your most trying time, that person was not the person for you then. No. You know what I mean? And look at this purpose now that you found and look at the way you've been able to give back. Mm-hmm. So for me, me too, part of the story is the overcoming and the moving right. forward. Yeah, absolutely. I had a blog um, in 2017 when I was like going through it afterwards. I started writing a blog. I thought you know, even if it was just for myself, it would be cathartic. And it was, and I shared it. I was scared, but I shared it. And, um, I would try to write like once or twice a week. It was called, it's always something. Cause I just felt like it was literally like one thing after another. 
And then it kind of turned into, I changed it to called How I Overcome. And I had an idea for a podcast just like that. And because people would write into me, I was in 36 different countries. I had all these viewers, like thousands of viewers I didn't know. And the reason like, I stopped writing, to be totally honest, is one, I was so depressed. Like I just felt like... Uh-huh it was going to start to show like I wasn't on the other side of it. I was working through it and I was still so heartbroken and so in love with my ex-boyfriend. I thought, and as weird as this sounds, like I just thought maybe we'd find our way back to each other. And like, I didn't want, I never like shed poor light on him, which I never would do. That's not my style. Um, I'm a pretty like level-headed, like when he told me he didn't love me anymore, I was like, okay. Like I was heartbroken, but like, I don't know. I just felt like if I continued on my story, he was going to look like a villain. There was no way to make it that he didn't. And I, I don't think he's a villain. I think that, you know, that's a common thing to happen and not to give him the benefit of the doubt, but like, think about, you know, you're in a relationship. Relationships are hard. If you don't work on your relationship, they can fall apart. So I had this five months of no intimacy. Basically our relationship was all about cancer. In fact, I remember going out to dinner once to try to get my mind off of it. And my therapist was like, try not to talk about cancer. And I was like, okay, okay. And I was like sitting there, it's all, it consumes you. Mm -hmm. And he was like, just talk about it, go. And like, you know, it was our relationship just slipped through our fingers, I felt. And, you know, it was like the perfect storm. So I felt like if I continued to write, I would make him look bad. And I didn't want to do that. And like, you know, people are like, how, why'd you stop writing? And I was like, I, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't get it. I, it. I wasn't there yet. And sometimes I think about going back and doing that, how I overcome just with everything, everybody goes through things, mm-hmm. how you get through it is, is what people want to hear about because everybody is going through something. Yes. And especially in this year, um, like you said, like I had this talent that was like laying dormant and mm-hmm. it was, you know, I feel like we're going to see so many beautiful things come out of 2020. And every time someone says 2020 is the worst year ever, I cringe a little bit as I'm like, why? Like, unless like you were affected personally, you lost a loved one, but like, right. I understand. And that sounds, maybe that sounds bad. Like I understand people are losing like money. Way you did. Like I'm losing so much. I, I like, but I also like, I feel like it's this break that I've been needing for to like kind of regroup. And, um, I think it could be a lot worse. And I think that a lot of beautiful things will come from these really hard times. It's like, everyone's going through it at the same time though. So, which is a good thing. Cause I feel like you can have a conversation with anybody about it. Like no one's like, this is so cool and easy. Love my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> like just love it. But like some people, my sister started a business during this and, um, she's, she's in the produce industry. So she does these produce boxes and she is doing so well. And she's like, this is like the best I've ever done. So for her, like, so I think it just depends on what, what you're, what you're doing. Yeah. Everyone's experiencing something different and, you know, perspective is key and having people in your life that can pull that out of you, especially if you are going through something and you don't, you're not taking away from someone's struggle, 
by saying, you know, this is the best year or this is, and I've said it in previous episodes where there's, you know, young entrepreneurs starting things and, and, and the adjustment and the adapting and overcoming. So yeah, right. I do agree that shedding some of that dry skin that, you know, maybe humanity had that, you know, the, that will become out, you know, of our cocoons. Oh, um, to look back in a few years, sure. you know, five yes. years from now and see. I remember, I think it was probably the end of April, or the beginning of May. Um, I had come out of my period of mourning and crying and freaking out that my whole life stopped. And I got really happy and I was embracing the pause that was pressed upon me. And I remember laying in bed and I looked at my husband and I said, I think right now I'm the happiest I've been in a very long time. That's amazing. And I felt so guilty when those words came out of my mouth because I know there was suffering. I know there was people hurting. I know someone who lost her father and couldn't be there by his bedside, you know, mm -hmm. but, um, but there are other parts of this that have been a gift, have been a blessing to people in different ways, you know? I think it's all the way that you look at it and everybody's going to have a different perspective. Sure. Um, but I, I do agree with you, Janine, that it's, it definitely does allow us to put a still on life and oversee things and just, you know, see where we need to change things. Like Amy had shared on one of our podcasts, you know, go into this and do a, um, oh God, now I'm going to draw a blank. A mission, uh, mission statement, statement. Yeah. A mission statement on your life. That's brilliant. You know, whether it's for your family or for you or for a business or whatever, where am I going to be after that? Ever since she shared that, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to show this to everybody. <laughs> yeah. you know that she said this? Because it, yeah. it was a genius thing. You know, at that moment, at that time, I feel like it really helped a lot of people to hear that. Um, but I also just think that a lot of things are coming to the surface because we're so still that it's a lot of things that needed to come to the surface. So I really feel like there's just so many amazing things that are coming out of 2020. I do. Yeah, when you when you stop and think of it like that, it's it's like, I don't know. It just it's perspective, right? It's how you look at it. Right. I'm not doing my pasta events. I'm I am starting up actually this month because yeah, on a smaller scale. But um, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet really great people and through doing my like food you know, meals, I ended up connecting with, I don't even know how he found me, uh, the GM of the Eagles. Nice. And so I cook for his family every week. So I'm his chef and it's like, well, that's cool. That's awesome. That, yeah. So like if I could take anything away from that, what a, what a great connection and opportunity. I mean, it's so, I mean, and there's multiple, there's a few other private clients I have that you know, it's, it's just been a game changer for my business. I've also grown my social media network by like five times. Yeah. Like it's, so it's, there's, if I look at it like that, I'm, I'm setting myself up. So I love that mission statement. Cause it's like, if you take that perspective and kind of put it that way, like when we look back, we can all sit here a year from now and be like, Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think a lot of people are going to discover and have these life changing, like people are moving and like uh -huh. figuring out like, okay, this isn't how I want to live life. Because when it all stops, you're like, is this how it, I want it to be? Um, I think that a lot of people are going to have that, you know, yeah. some people don't know their talents and uh -huh. maybe they're figuring out how to bake or, you know, 
a lot yeah. of things. I've seen a lot of not here. I'm going to go to you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything. Yeah, I always like drool over Penelope loves to cook. I'm always drooling over her stuff mm-hmm. too. Like, oh can somebody please cook for me? <laughs> I can cook for you. I was so actually I my plan in 2020 was to do these Italy trips, and then I partnered up with. Um, this Italian shop in Philly is De Bruno Brothers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, we know uh, that well. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, I'm, I, I, we we have a lot of we have a lot of plans on hold with them with partnerships and sponsorships, and uh, which is also really exciting. And I was super bummed when this happened because I was like, well, I guess that goes out the window. Um, but it's it's, it's not. It's we're just we're meeting next week, so I'm oh, excited awesome. to kind of see where that goes. But one of the things I wanted to do is go to different cities all over the country and make this a national brand. And, um, you know, Arizona's on my list. And I Yay! feel like, yeah, so when I come, we can do an event. And because I think it's something that like people, yeah, they're doing it. But I don't, if I don't know about it, um, it's not that they're like, I, sh- I shouldn't say people aren't doing it, but I feel like how I'm doing it is different, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a yeah. special. It's a, like, people are like, come learn how to make pasta and you, you have the machine and you do all that, which is totally cool. And I love that. But this is like, you don't need anything. We're using your hands. We're going to do it like the, the way they used to do it. Um, and it, and it's delicious. I, my, so my brother-in-law makes uh, homemade pasta and stuff like that. He likes to make homemade sausage, but he uses the machine and everything. I know that if I said anything about this, he'd be like, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. My whole, my whole broccoli side of the family would be there in a heartbeat. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very unique thing. And I love that you like to be one to preserve mm-hmm. that art because how many things have been lost through the years and through generations, they're not passed down, you know? That makes me so like, that is my passion right there is I feel like if I could sit down with my grandparents, well, I have my one grandmother who's like my biggest fan. Um, but my pat deceased grandparents, great grandparents, like even my relatives in Italy, they're like, my biggest fans like it's like and that makes me like uh that makes me so happy because that's the idea i want to preserve that i want to keep that going and even if it's not something you're doing on the regular like it's an experience and you don't have to be italian to appreciate it but italian culture and tradition is is really special it's food family wine wine it's, yeah it's, <laughs> yeah i gotta have the wine too yeah. um all right, so uh, you have to share with our listeners, how does everybody, like, how can they get in touch with you? Can they get on your schedule? Can you come over tonight and cook me dinner? <laughs> <laughs> so the way it works is um, I have a website, so I'm sure you'll link it, but it's homemadebybruno.com, and there's a, a booking tab there, so you can put an inquiry in. Or on Instagram, I'm pretty good with my DMs, or, you know, if you want to get an idea of what it looks like, I'm better with my Instagram than I am with my website. I honestly haven't touched my website in a long time. I should go through and like um, do that. But uh, yeah, you get a group together. I'll send you like a kind of tour of what we will be doing. You have three different options. There's three different tiers. It's based on an eight person uh, party, but with COVID and everything, I'm definitely a little bit more flexible with doing something smaller. And, um, I come to you, I've done ones in my home, but I think it's best for me to come to you. You just have your friends and family over and, um, I bring absolutely everything. You pick two sauces and I have a, a 
beautiful array of sauces you can choose and then you learn how to make five shapes of pasta with your Ooh. hands we have to so do this we're so yeah before i leave we could pull it together a whole bunch yeah of absolutely it's fun and i i am booking up so honestly a super fun girls night it's a super fun couples night like i think that my male students sometimes are like my top students like they just like love it and they're always like i thought we were just gonna eat pasta and i'm like no you're gonna make it and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna try it you're gonna see if you try it. if you don't want to do it you don't have to and they're always like the last ones there rolling out the pasta so um you make orecate which is like the little ear with a mm -hmm. butter knife so basically you make five shapes and i show you how to make them with your hands or with a, a special tool so the only tools you'd be using is a butter knife like a bamboo skewer or like an iron rod um and like a gnocchi board the like ridged Ooh. board yeah mm. so <laughs> i'm so hungry right now yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> a pastry scraper so there's Ooh. ways and i i won't go into all the names and the pastas but there's like five different um shapes and how to make them with just your hands so you don't need to spend any money and we do a semolina and water flour. So in the south of Italy, they do uh, semolina and water. There's not so much um, egg dough that you would see up north because that's like heavier. Down in the south, they were more poor. So um, it's semolina, but I use, uh, it's called semola rimacinata. It's double, twice milled semolina flour. It's so soft. It's the best pasta you'll ever have. I wow. can... Unless you're in Italy, I don't want to. So it's lighter, right? It's just it's lighter. It's light, and you, you, you know. Another thing, yeah. Another thing that was super important to me, being a breast cancer survivor at 30 with no horm no um, genetic markers, it was environmental, is how they classify it. Hormone positive breast cancer. I have to watch what I put on and in my body. So I import my flour from Italy, and in Italy, there's no chemicals in it. Yes, yeah, and. It's, it's beautiful. You don't feel full or bloated. You don't gain weight. I lost 37 pounds in two years becoming a pasta chef. Pasta every day, every single day. And people are like, oh, pasta makes you fat. I'm like, it really doesn't. But you have to make, you have to make your own. <laughs> and you have to get the flour from Italy, but which is easy to get nowadays, like especially in this Area. We better yeah. get us on the schedule before anybody else books her up. But yeah. girlfriend, you we have are till Monday. No. You are <laughs> incredible. I am so grateful that yes. we reached out and had you share your story because yeah. this was amazing. Glad you guys invited yeah. me. This yeah. was really yeah. great. Thank awesome. you. All right, Pen. Uh, this is actually more of a feel-good story than a do-good story. I know we like to feature uh, yep. stories of people doing things, but I just thought this guy was really cool. So this roller coaster fanatic who was too overweight to ride his dream coaster loses almost 200 pounds. Wow. Oh Trying to lose weight can be a roller coaster filled with ups and downs, but for Jared Reams, a roller coaster was just what he was after. And so the article does talk a lot about his love of roller coasters with his mother and all through his whole entire life. And he actually had a favorite roller coaster company called Giga, and they were opening um, this incredible ride at an amusement park, and he had over a year before it was actually going to open, and he knew it. Um, and so he decided that he could not fit on this roller coaster at around 430 pounds. He had lost his uh, regular job and he had to take a job working from home and all of that sedentary lifestyle and all the stress eating. He just, his weight slowly just ballooned up over time. And he thought, you know what? 
he decided to have a goal to get on this roller coaster and ride it. Um, and that's what kept him going on his weight loss and health journey. And I think that his message of having a goal to, or something that you're going to achieve or accomplish at the end and staying focused on how that will feel versus I can't eat this. I got to work out. Sometimes we get stuck in the, um, you know, the process instead of like seeing how great it's going to be in the end. Um, and he followed through, he stuck to his diet exercise regimen and lost close to 200 pounds by the time King's Island roller coaster opened again. It had been closed extra long due to COVID. Um, he actually rode it four times the first day he went. Aww. <laughs> um, so I just loved his message that having that motivation, having that goal that you can actually physically see and achieve really helped me focus on getting the job done that I needed to get done and getting healthier. So beautiful. Just a fun story. Awesome. That's so cool. Yes. It takes so much courage to do that too. And it's so hard. Like there really isn't, you know, to, to face yourself and say, all right, I'm, I have this mountain of 200 pounds and I'm going to lose. Yeah. You know, like, I and, think about losing 25 pounds, clients losing 40 pounds, and it feels very hard. Imagine trying to move your body and exercise yeah. 430 pounds. Mm -hmm. Sticking to it. You know, that there's something to be said about that. I, I always find that very, very motivating there for myself. We're an after picture of him and he's got this really cool. Oh, I want to see it. It's on um, Tank's Good News. We, we use him a oh, lot. Yeah. Um, and at first his beard is very spread out and bushy. And when he got slim, slender, it's just like this long, skinny beard now. It's so cool. Oh, well. Wow. He looks fantastic and he's living his best life now. So there you go. That makes me want to cry. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, oh right. that was awesome. All right, uh, let's go around and say what we're grateful for. Who wants to go first? I can go. Um, okay. Because I got the news today. Well, actually, my husband got the news today. So, as you all know, we've had dates just sporadic. All yeah. On when are we moving? What's going on? Where he's stationed at? Yada yada yada. Um, so he actually just got word today from Aho. Uh, the academy of where he's starting that we have dates which i'm very happy for so he still starts in the office um september 28th but what i was so nervous about and the anxiety was piling up on me is that not even a month later when we arrived in arizona he was supposed to leave for six months and go to the academy and that was just not settling with me. Like, I'm like, I'm going to have anxiety. I'm going to have depression. It's me with the kids. Alicia is staying back for another semester. I have nobody. I only have my best friend of 30 years there, but was she going to be there every day to hold my hand and be right. my, like, no, you know? Right. So it's just a whole new everything, which we all know that I can, I know I can do it and I know I'm going to get through it, but Mark gets to stay home and he doesn't go away until February 11th. Oh, that's good. So he awesome. gets to stay back for that's, a little while, which yeah. is like, Healthy I literally answered like, prayers there. It just went like this off my chest this morning, and I, I got emotional. I cried. I immediately sent it to my family and Alicia. Everything is working out. So I am truly grateful for dates. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I am grateful for, and God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. I'm going to say, Janine, that I'm very grateful for you because I love to surround myself with women who just show up like really authentically and are not putting on any airs and that helping other people and blessing other people is their priority. And even though we're on Zoom, if you were sitting on my couch, I feel like I would just want to hug you. Oh, um, I'm going to cry. You shared from your heart. You just did. You shared from your heart so beautifully. Mm. And what you've been through is definitely made you stronger and more people need to hear your message and, yeah. and 
carry on that tradition of that beautiful art that you have going on too. So I am very grateful for you today. Thank you so much. Janine, what are you grateful for? Um, That's a good question. (laughs) I'm grateful. Of course, this has been really nice. I'll be honest, my anxiety throughout this whole thing, like, and I don't try to be like, I'm doing great. Look at me. Um, I'm not. I mean, I have my days. Mm -hmm. My anxiety has taken a new level. Like I've like advanced to this mm-hmm. next leveling yeah, anxiety, same. um, level up. And I have trouble, um, I guess committing to things and with everything that was going on yesterday with me, like, I'm so happy I decided to just, you know, do this anyway and not prolong it. And I knew that if I prolonged it, like, what if we didn't get the chance to talk? Cause it feels really good to be able to, speak candidly about my story and, mm-hmm. you know, not just my business, but you know, what I had gone through. And it's, it's really amazing for me to, um, look and just be like, wow, look, look how far I've come. I mean, four or five years, like four years ago, I was in the pit. So it's, it's nice. And although the anxiety never really goes away, I feel like it's one of those things. Some people just have that overactive mind, um, right. learning to like be surrounded with like-minded women and people is always really calming for me. So awesome. You're the same way. Thank you for yeah. saying that too. Though. Yes, for sure. I think as you're telling your story, I know for me, when I share my story with people, um, it's something very cathartic about it because you're almost reliving it in your mind. And as you get through it, you can go, wow, I really, I lived through all of that. Mm-hmm. I went through all of that, you know, and there's right. something really good to that. But to your point about anxiety, and I'll be very brief because I know we're, we're going long here, but um, I've never had anxiety in my entire life. I have had moments where I felt anxious and I had upsetting things happen to me, but I would, I, I've known people who have true anxiety. And so therefore I know that I don't have it mm-hmm. during all of this. I developed some anxiety and I remember saying to my husband, Oh my gosh, if I feel like I'm not okay, how are my friends who suffer from generalized anxiety doing? Because I'm now at that point right now, you know, and I I just was worried for the world and people who were just always anxious. So we all have to give ourselves grace in that department because it's, it's hitting everyone. It's hitting everyone. Yeah, for sure. I think it's really important that people get that that if you haven't had anxiety before and you're feeling it, like obviously it's totally normal. Look at our baseline right now. Like the world is upside down. Right. Um, it's impacted a lot of my relationships, like with friendships and family and whatnot during this, because when I have anxiety, I tend to isolate. And I know that's like the worst thing for it. Like being around people is better, but I isolate and I've done that quite a bit especially being quarantined alone. Um, and that's when I'm like, I can't like, this is, but I think that the levels of anxiety, like I said, it's like next level anxiety. And like, I had to be like, I like to be really transparent with that. Um, cause I don't like when people try to just be like, you know, I'm fine. I have and, it all together. Right. Mental health is, yeah. is like just as important as your physical health. percent. Yeah. Um, there's such a stigma around that. And I could talk about that for hours, so we yeah. won't get into that. So it's <laughs> good to admit that. Amy, did you say? Yeah, I did not. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to my landlord. I highly doubt that he would ever <laughs> hear this, but 
you know, the day they shut down gyms, March, what, 13, 14th, he emailed us and said, hey, listen, we're going to work this out. Like, he had no idea that, you know, we thought two weeks, three weeks tops, you know, and it turned into this thing. And he has truly been amazing and my business and, and really allowed Mike and I to continue to keep our team together, um, you know, to be totally up front, if we would have had to continue to pay rent when we were closed, we wouldn't be open. So um, I do want to give him a shout out that he didn't even think twice. Um, he, not, you know, and he's been so generous in working with us that I really do think that the world just needs to know that, you know, he has been amazing. And, and truly, I, I, I don't even know how to express to him how grateful I am. I wrote my first rent checkout and I was like, thank you. And I think that's going to be on every memo. Just thank you. You know, like it, it is, it's truly, you know, when I walked in, I had prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed about where Red Panda was going to be. And when I walked in, you know, and it was just him and I for a second, our, both our realtors were late. And I walked in and God just said, this is it. And I knew it. I knew there was a reason and we haven't always gotten along. We've had our ups and downs, but we worked it out. And this is why God knew he was going to take care of me. And this is Red Panda supposed to be here. So with a lot of the anxiety I did go through with everything being closed, this did help. So I just want to give him. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because I know my my other friends that own gyms did not have that story. This has been amazing. Yes, thank you so much. That was so good. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you would like to stay in contact with us, you can find us on our Instagram page at Inspired Purpose Coaching, or you can find us on Facebook at Inspired Purpose Coaching as well. Or you can reach out to us via email, inspiredpurposecoaching at gmail.com. And if you like what we've been up to here on the Inspired Purpose Podcast and you're enjoying these episodes, please feel free to hit subscribe, uh, give us a five-star review, and any podcast love that you want to give us, um, we appreciate it. Let's Let's rise rise together. together.